Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into one of my favorite topics, really, truly one of my favorite topics for digital nomads and for global citizens alike. And this is a topic I actually feel like I don't see it enough in the online space. I don't see anybody talking about this. I don't see anybody sharing how you can get started. We're going to be talking about investing as a global citizen today. I don't really see that talked about because it is part of a bigger picture. It is quite honestly not something that is very simple, especially if you have decided that you want a global citizen lifestyle for the long term. Like myself, I am no longer a resident of my home country. I've gotten residency in another country that works for me and for my business and for my situation, not just default stayed in a country because that happens to be where I was born. And that's the beauty of living this global citizen lifestyle. I absolutely took advantage of that, which if you are thinking if you may want to be doing that or not, I highly recommend looking into it. It may not be the best option for everybody, but at least look into it and know your options. But when you want to start investing as a global citizen and you've left your home country's residency, there can be a lot of technicalities to that that, again, I don't see talked about anywhere in the online space. So today we're going to start with the investing game plan for beginning global citizens. This is not an advanced structure. And that really, really depends on every individual's unique situation. There is definitely no one size fits all in this space. But I'm going to be talking about the basics of what you should know, because I think at this point, most of us know we should be investing our money. I personally invest in various different ETFs and index funds. I don't really do anything with stocks. That's a bit risky for me. But bonds and ETFs, And especially since 2020, it has become increasingly important to have some of your money, not in your savings or your bank account, but to have it in investments, especially just to beat inflation at the very, very minimum and make averages an 8% return. So that is going to hedge you against inflation. And hopefully it's a good stock for ETF that you have chosen and that can continue to accumulate in your portfolio and you will keep it close to retirement, and then it will be worth more, which is my personal investing journey. I don't do day trading or pick individual stocks or anything like that. That is just too much. I really like the set it and forget it approach. So we all know that this is something that we should be doing, but how do you actually do it as a global citizen? And I recently had somebody ask me this question, and I know this is a question that many global citizens and digital nomads have on their mind, but it can be a little bit more complex than I think most people would imagine. 
I'm going to use myself as an example. I was born in Canada and because of that, I was default a Canadian resident. I lived there. I basically had all of my assets. Everything I owned my entire life was in Canada before I left the Canadian residency. And now I'm very rarely in Canada. It was very easy for me as a resident and a citizen who lived there full time and had all of my assets, my bank accounts, my credit cards, my driver's license. I had all of the things in Canada. It's very easy for me to open an investment account. I have all the documents needed to open an account. I can get the government tax advantage accounts that are offered by many governments, which is great. But when you become a non-resident, that's where things get tricky. That's where really there's no one size fits all because I left my home country's residence. Now I can no longer open any anything, essentially. Any bank account or new credit cards or investment accounts. I can keep all of the ones that I have, but I can't put more investments into them. I can really only withdraw those investments. There are a lot of technicalities like exit taxes as well. That's why I really say it depends on your country. It depends on how much money you have invested in these different accounts. It really is individual to everybody's situation. But for me and for you as well, if you are thinking about living a global citizen lifestyle, well, your question is going to be, how can I invest? Which is a totally valid question. Again, one that I don't see talked about nearly enough because we all want to invest our money and make a little bit of returns, beat inflation. If you are not a resident of your home country, where the heck can you do that? My answer is it very much so depends. And I'm going to go into more detail, but all of this depends on what country you are getting a new residency in. A big misconception is that you can just open an investment account anywhere. Let's say I'm living in Argentina. I'm here for three months right now. I really am. I cannot just go and open a bank account. I cannot just go and become a resident. If I live here for six to 12 months and maybe potentially meet some other requirements, it would depend on the country. Then I could become a resident. Then once I'm a resident, I could open a bank account. I could open investment accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Not saying Argentina is the best country to do that in. That's just where I am now. I'm just using it as an example. Now, you really can't just live in a country, especially short term as a digital nomad for three, four, five months and expect to have any assets in that country. That's not how it works. So you either need to stay a resident of your home country or obtain residency in another country that is really works best for you and your specific situation. There are Many countries out there that offer amazing benefits to global citizens who are looking to leave their home country permanently, or at least pretty permanently. In Canada, I can always go back if I would like to. Not that I will ever do that, but I just have to live there for six months and then I can apply again to be a resident and all of those things. So it's a little bit less permanent than in America, for example, where you'd have to give up your entire passport and citizenship. But that's a different conversation. You really want to think about where are you a resident. Where you are a resident is going to determine if you can open a bank account, a line of credit, if you can open investment accounts. If you are living somewhere like me in Argentina, I cannot just go and open an Argentinian investment account. 
or a bank account to fund that investment account. I need to be a resident. And this is a pretty big misconception. And again, it can really vary depending on the situation. That's why I always recommend having a lawyer and accountant in your corner to talk to. But just as a one size fits all advice, no country is just going to let you live there and not become a resident, live there pretty short term and open a bank account and investment account. What you want to do is really figure out what are some options that are best for you? The first option is going to be looking at getting another residency. And residencies can be tax advantaged. Like myself, I'm a resident in a territorial tax country, which means they only tax money that enters the country, which is great, may not be the best option for everybody, depending on your specific situation. There are other options as well. So now, there are some options like bank accounts that offer crypto and investment now. These are kind of like fancier fintech banks are the ones that are traditionally more progressive. So some of those can look like Revolut. I know Revolut has been increasing a lot of the services they offer. And Revolut is only available if you are, again, a resident in certain countries or hold a passport or citizenship card in certain countries. I know that they are in Europe and the United States for sure. If you are able to get a Revolut bank account, you can also invest and you can buy crypto. So these are some nice beginner options if you, you don't want to hold maybe 100000 but you want to get started and have a few thousand in crypto and investments and start building your portfolio, then these are really great ways. And it is a lot easier because your bank account is linked. So you can very easily transfer the money into your investment account or into your crypto account and buy it pretty on demand. Whereas Traditionally, you're waiting a few days for the money to go into another account from your bank account. So it's a little bit of a longer process. Revolut is a really, really great option. Now, not all of the fintech banks have this option. I personally use N26 in Europe, and that is just a bank account. And of course, you know, the debit card. They don't offer a huge plethora of other options like investments and crypto. So Revolut is a really big one for that. There are also some brokers that will let, I know it's like over 100 countries in the world. I don't know exactly how many, but many, many countries, they will let you open an account if you are a resident in one of those countries. So the two that come to mind for me are eToro is in many countries and Interactive Brokers, which is the one that I actually use. Of course, do your research and make sure that they are reputable companies in the country that you will set them up in. For the most part, both of these businesses are pretty reputable and you will be able to, if you are a resident in any of the countries on their list, then you will be able to open an account with them. Then you can get started on your investment journey. Now, you don't always need to have a bank account in that country. I personally use a service like Wise where WISE hold multiple currencies, I transfer money into that account. And then from WISE, it gets transferred into my interactive brokers account. WISE is not in the same country as where my interactive brokers is registered, but that's okay because they can both deal in US dollars, which is pretty standard. So it's nice because I do have the ability to hold US dollars in both of those accounts. So I can easily just transfer it over, which is great. 
One important thing to note when talking about these brokerage companies that operate in so many countries around the world. Now, let's go back to my Argentina example. You may be thinking, okay, great, Nicole's in Argentina and Interactive Broker operates in Argentina, so I can open an account there. Well, it's not that easy because in order to open any account, whether it be eToro, Interactive Brokers, any other type of investment account with a reputable company, they are going to want quite a bit of documentation. So they're going to want to know where you're a citizen of, where you are a resident of, and here's the kicker. Here is the kicker. They are going to want to know your proof of address. And your proof of address is going to be in a country that you claim you are a resident of. So if I claim I am a resident of Argentina, I've listed Argentina as my residency on the Interactive Brokers sign-up page, they are going to want to see proof of address. And this is very, very standard. You will not find a company that does not ask you for the due diligence of proof of address. So they will want to see either a utility bill is very common, a bank account statement with the address of the bank. And then, of course, the bank needs to be located in that country. They may also want to see a police document with your address. There are a few different documents and it depends on the company again, but a utility bill will always be a very standard proof of address. So this is where it gets tricky because you can't just live somewhere short term and say, yep, yeah, I'm going to open up an account in this country. You really do need to be a resident somewhere. And this is something, again, I don't see talked about often enough online. And if you are not a resident of somewhere, then your next best option may be to have a bank account and see what fintech banks are available to you. And those fintechs may have the option to allow you to invest in crypto, invest in different index funds, ETFs, stocks, bonds, all of the things within that fintech company. And Revolut is a great example of this. I believe Revolut is the biggest fintech in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. N26 and Wise, I believe those are the top three. But Revolut is the only one that offers investments. Not most fintechs, I will say, offer investments within their platform. And some fintechs, there are quite a few fintechs actually that are specific to British citizens and residents, which is unfortunate for all the rest of us who are not British. I know Monzo, I think is one, and Chime. There's quite a few that are British specific. I really, really recommend Googling, doing your research, and seeing what fintech banking options may be available in your country of residence. I want to note that it's very important to, before you leave your home country's residence, and likely that's a country that you're very familiar with the investing platform, you're familiar with investing and transferring the money from your bank account into the investment account, that's likely all very easy for you because you have been doing it for a while. Before you get up and move all of your assets and all of your life to another country, do the research, talk to the accountant, talk to your lawyer, figure out what country is going to be best for you. And if that country has agreements with a company like eToro or Interactive Brokers, where you will be able to invest using that company's platform because the country that you are going to now be a resident of is going to allow you to use that platform. 
you want to make sure you're not going somewhere crazy obscure, which you likely aren't, but you do want to do your due diligence and ensure that you're going to be able to easily open bank accounts there to easily open investment accounts and that these are going to be with reputable companies as well. This has been investing for nomads and for global citizens. I'm really hesitant to say nomads because I feel like the conception of a nomad is somebody who still has ties to their country and is traveling for potentially the short to medium term, but they are planning at some point to return to their home country. So that's why I like to use the term global citizen because it just kind of has that differentiating factor. Although, of course, there are nomads who are out there who never plan to return to their home country. If you fall into that category, then this is a great episode for you to really get thinking. I recommend not taking any action quite yet until you have done the research on where you may want to move your personal residence and also move your business as well. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram via the DMs. And I'm happy to have a conversation and I'm happy to also point you in the right direction of some officials who would be able to help you get the ball rolling on your specific tax and business setup situation. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. We now have three episodes out per week, which is so, so crazy. We have these Monday solo episodes. We have Wednesday interviews. And on Friday, it's myself and my co-host, Cami, And that is our Digital Nomad Digest segment where we chat all things nomad life, aligned lifestyle, finance, any questions that we get typically go into that segment on Friday. If you're listening, please, please hit subscribe and don't forget to rate this podcast if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That really does help the show. And I really appreciate you listening today. I'll see you in next week's episode.